Hi everyone, this is Alal Gawan from Senegal, West Africa. I hope you enjoy everybody ESL. Welcome to episode 110 of Everybody ESL, the podcast for everybody who wants to improve their English, practice their English, or just learn more English. My name is Ben, and I have another good episode for you today. We're going to talk about grammar and vocabulary and small talk and a lot more. You can subscribe to the Everybody ESL podcast at Apple Podcasts, on the Stitcher app, and wherever you find your podcasts. If you like Everybody ESL, leave it a good review so other people can find out about it too. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for me, please send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. Okay, let's get on with this episode. Today's vocabulary list is words and phrases for describing busy people. I think I have been very busy lately, and that's what made me think of this topic. The first item on our list is swamped. S-W-A-M-P-E-D. Swamped. Swamped originally meant underwater or flooded. You could describe a boat as swamped if the water had splashed on top of the boat. But now we can also use swamped to mean very, very busy. If I describe myself as swamped, that makes me think of a boat that is almost underwater. There is so much to do, I can't stay on top of the water. All of my tasks are flooding me. They're pushing me down. They're making me sink until I am swamped. And the next item on the list is a phrase, burnt out. Burnt out. B-U-R-N-T-O-U-T. Burnt out. And sometimes you will see this as burned out. B-U-R-N-E-D. They mean the same thing. Some people prefer burnt out, and some people prefer burned out. But they're the same. And they both mean so busy and so overwhelmed that you have no more energy. You have used up all of your energy, all of your excitement, all of your enthusiasm, and now you are like a candle that has burned out. Your flame is gone. You have no more flame. You have no more fire. You have no more energy. You have been so busy that now you are burnt out or burned out. And the next word on the list is a word that you probably know, but here it is being used in a different way. And that word is buried. B-U-R-I-E-D. Buried. Now, usually, buried means put underground, put in a hole and covered up with dirt or with something else. To bury something means to put it in a hole and cover it up. But if you are so busy 
that you describe yourself as buried, that means that all of the things that you need to do are covering you up. There's so many of them. It's like a big mound or a heap or a big pile on top of you. It's not a good feeling. It doesn't sound like it means something good either, to be buried. The next word I think is similar, and it is slammed. Slammed. S-L-A-M-M-E-D. Slammed. To slam means to hit something with great force. To hit something hard. And if you are slammed, that means that something has hit you with great force. Something has hit you very hard. And usually, we use this to mean that your work or all of the things that you need to do have hit you hard. They have slammed you. You are slammed. The last two things on our list are not just words or phrases. They're more like whole expressions. And the first one is up to my neck. Up to my neck. That's up, U-P, to, T-O, my, M-Y, and neck, N-E-C-K, up to my neck. And you will also sometimes hear the expression up to my ears. This is related to the word buried. I guess it's related to swamped also, because the idea is there is so much happening all around me that it's almost like the level of work is rising. It's going higher and higher. Right now, it's all the way up to my neck, or maybe my ears, and soon, it will be all over my head, and I will be completely underwater or completely buried. That's very busy. If you're that busy, that's very busy. And the last item on our list is to have a lot on your plate. To have a lot on your plate. This is kind of a funny expression, I think. When you think of somebody having a lot on his or her plate, you probably think of this person having a plate full of food. And that sounds like a good thing. That's a positive thing. That's a happy thing. But if you say about yourself, well, I have a lot on my plate these days, that probably means I'm very busy these days. There is a lot in front of me. I have a lot of responsibilities. There are many things I have to think about and take care of. And that is this week's vocabulary list, words and phrases for describing busy people. Today's grammar lesson is about something interesting that we do with adverbs of frequency. Adverbs of frequency. Do you know what those are? Do you know what an adverb of frequency is? An adverb of frequency is an adverb that describes how frequent something is. It describes how often something happens. These are words like never, or always, or sometimes, or rarely, or usually. Those are adverbs of frequency. And when we use certain adverbs of frequency, we sometimes do an interesting thing to the syntax of the sentence. We sometimes do something interesting to the structure of the sentence. The adverbs that I'm thinking of include never, seldom, and 
only occasionally. Never, seldom, and only occasionally. Seldom, S-E-L-D-O-M, is not a very common word, I don't think. Seldom doesn't mean never, but it means not very often, almost never. Okay, so first, let me give you the regular sentences that use these adverbs of frequency. First, the one that uses never. I have never eaten such a delicious dessert. I have never eaten such a delicious dessert. When we use never, we can do something interesting with the sentence. We can change the structure. We can use an inverted structure. In other words, upside down or with things switched around. So instead of saying, I have never eaten such a delicious dessert, I can change the sentence and put the adverb at the beginning. So I can put never at the very beginning, and then I switch the order of some of the words. Let's listen. Let me give you the example. Remember, I started with, I have never eaten such a delicious dessert. But if I move never to the front, I can switch some things around and end up with this sentence. Never have I eaten such a delicious dessert. Did you hear that? Never have I eaten such a delicious dessert. So I started with, I have never eaten, and I ended with, never have I eaten. I switched the order. I inverted the order. I gave it the same structure as a question might have. Let me give you another example. Here is a regular sentence with the adverb of frequency, seldom. He seldom takes a vacation. He seldom takes a vacation. Now, I can make that sentence in a different way. I can invert it. I can move the adverb to the beginning and then switch other elements around. So I can start with, he seldom takes a vacation, and end with, seldom does he take a vacation. Seldom does he take a vacation. So you see, the rest of the sentence has the same structure as a question. Does he take a vacation? Now, I think this is a little bit strange, and I don't think it's very common in casual, natural conversation. But it is something that you will see occasionally in writing, and maybe in more formal speech. Even if you don't use this construction yourself, I think it's a good idea for you to be familiar with it so that when you do hear it or read it, you won't be completely surprised and confused. Let me give you one more example, and this uses the adverb only occasionally. Now, the regular sentence could sound like this. She plays tennis only occasionally. She plays tennis only occasionally. Now, what happens when we invert it? When we move the adverb to the front, we can get a sentence like this. Only occasionally does she play tennis. Only occasionally does she play tennis. Now here you can see the rest of the sentence after that first adverb has the structure of a question, which I agree is a little bit strange. Now why do we do this? Or what kind of special meaning or feeling does this kind of sentence have? Well, to me, it does sound a little bit formal, but it also 
seems to emphasize that adverb of frequency. So when I say, never have I eaten such a delicious dessert, I think I'm emphasizing the fact that I have never had something so delicious. Never! I'm underlining it. I'm putting an exclamation point after it. Never has this happened. The same with seldom does he take a vacation. I think you're emphasizing how rare it is for this person to take a vacation. Now, like I said, this might not be something that you hear a lot when you listen to people talking or when you have conversations or when you watch television. But it is something that will occur every once in a while. It will occur occasionally. And when it does, you will understand what it means. Today's small talk lesson, or social situation, is something so simple and so important that I cannot believe I haven't talked about it before. And it is this. How do you get somebody's attention? What if you need help from somebody in a store? Or what if you need to talk to that person over there? And you don't know the person's name and you don't want to go tap them on the shoulder, what do you say? How do you get somebody's attention? The most common way you probably already know, and if you have been listening to Everybody ESL for a while, you have heard me use this many times because it does come up in many of these small talk discussions, and that is, excuse me. That is the most basic and the most common thing to say to get somebody's attention. Excuse me. You can also say it as a question. Excuse me? For instance, let's say you go into a store. You're trying to get the clerk's attention, but the clerk doesn't see you. She's doing something else. She's looking at the computer, or maybe she's talking to one of her coworkers. What do you say to get her attention? You can say, excuse me, or excuse me, or excuse me. Any of those sorts of excuse me's will work. They're all a basic, polite way of getting someone's attention. Another way that's very similar to that is pardon me. Pardon me. P-A-R-D-O-N. Pardon me. It's really just a polite way of saying, hello, I need something. Or hello, I need some help. Now, what do you do if you need help from somebody who you can't even see? What if you go into a restaurant and you want some help, you want to order some food, but nobody's there. There's nobody behind the counter. There's nobody waiting for customers. What do you do? Well, if you don't want to just leave the restaurant, you can just say, hello? And anybody hearing that will know that a customer has arrived and they need to go out and help the customer. Another thing you can say in that situation is, is anybody here? Is anybody here? And that means the same thing. It means, hello, I don't see anybody. Can somebody please come help me? And remember, in all of these situations, excuse me will work. That is the universal way of getting someone's attention. I think that works in every situation. So you should practice these because these are things that you will use all the time. You will use them every day. 
when you go out in the world and try to talk to people or just try to do the things you need to do, going to stores, going to restaurants, going to the library, really doing any kind of errand, you might need to get someone's attention. And now, it is time for the joke of the week. That's right, the joke of the week, a joke that is probably not very funny, but maybe it can tell us something interesting about English. And here is this week's joke. Why can the pony not sing well? Why can the pony not sing well? Do you know what a pony is? A pony is like a horse, but a very small horse. A pony is a kind of small horse. Okay, so why can the pony not sing well? Do you give up? Should I tell you the answer? The answer is because it's a little horse. Because it's a little horse. Because it's a little horse. Do you understand that? Do you understand why that's a joke? Well, you might not, because it involves two meanings of the word horse. The first one is horse, H-O-R-S-E, the kind of animal that gallops in the field. And the second one sounds the same, horse, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled H-O-A-R-S-E, horse and horse. The second one, H-O-A-R-S-E, describes a rough or scratchy voice. So if a pony is feeling a little bit hoarse and has a rough or scratchy voice, then it cannot sing well. And of course, a pony is a little horse, H-O-R-S-E. Okay, well, that was it. That's the joke of the week. time for the listening quiz. I have five sentences here, and I'm going to read them pretty quickly. I'm going to read them at a normal, natural, conversational speed, and I want you to see how much you can understand. Can you understand every word? Well, after I have read each sentence very fast, I'm going to read them again much more slowly. And when I do, I think it will be much easier for you to understand everything that I'm saying. If you want to go back and listen to the sentences more than once, if you want to listen to them 10 times, 20 times, that's fine. Just see how much you can understand before I go back to read them slowly. Okay, here is sentence number one. When we were on vacation, we saw ponies running in a field. When we were on vacation, we saw ponies running in a field. Sentence number two. Never have I seen a movie so boring. Never have I seen a movie so boring. Sentence number three. Excuse me? Is anybody here? Excuse me? Is anybody here? Sentence number four. I wish I could come over for dinner, but I'm swamped. I wish I could come over for dinner, but I'm swamped.
And sentence number five. My friend has a lot on her plate these days, so she's always tired. My friend has a lot on her plate these days, so she's always tired. Okay, well, how was that? Was it too fast? Was it too fast for you to catch every word that I was saying? Well, remember, you can go back and listen to them again, and again, and again, if you like. And when you're ready, let's go on to the much more slow versions. When I read them this way, I think you'll understand everything, and I will make sure to explain any interesting or unusual vocabulary or grammar. Okay, sentence number one. When we were on vacation, we saw ponies running in a field. When we were on vacation, we saw ponies running in a field. And here is that word pony, the plural form, ponies, P-O-N-I-E-S, one of the words that we learned in the joke of the week. Sentence number two. Never have I seen a movie so boring. Never have I seen a movie so boring. And here we see that strange inverted sentence structure that we sometimes see with certain adverbs of frequency, like never. Sentence number three. Excuse me, is anybody here? Excuse me, is anybody here? Sentence number four. I wish I could come over for dinner, but I am swamped. I wish I could come over for dinner, but I am swamped. And there is swamped, one of our vocabulary words about being very busy. In other words, I wish I could come over for dinner, but I am too busy. I have too many things that I need to do. And sentence number five. My friend has a lot on her plate these days, so she's always tired. My friend has a lot on her plate these days, so she's always tired. And here we see another of those phrases about being busy, to have a lot on your plate. And also in this one, you might have noticed that contraction. She's always tired. That's S-H-E apostrophe S. She's always tired. That's a contracted or shortened form of she is always tired. She's always tired. Okay, well, that is this week's listening quiz. How did you do? And we have reached the end of episode 110 of Everybody ESL. Remember, if you have any questions about English, or if you have comments or suggestions for me about the podcast, or if you would like to record an introduction that I can use at the beginning of future episodes, the same way Alalu recorded the introduction you heard at the beginning of this episode, send an email to everybodyesl 
at gmail.com. I'll be back soon with another episode, and until then, keep going, keep practicing, and keep learning. Goodbye. I'll see you soon. Thank you.